1: No one ever thinks about the crew below the decks They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play yo ho nilly, yo yo ho, diddly, yo yo we are heading up the gangplank and going down below guys we are back with another gangplank report and we are covering episode four of below deck sailing bravo decided to call it omelet what omelet you
0: finish but
1: so dumb i'm just gonna leave it at that and we have decided to call it shut the check up which is jen's brilliance and way better and here's jen for your recap
0: painkillers are on tap for the morning after the cruise night out tequila always extracts its price we found out every saint has a past and that marcos was a bit of a hound when he was younger he learned the hard way that you don't sleep with every member of an all-female crew erica rose is back this time with her husband mom and some friends and daisy is less than thrilled i think most of the viewers agree with her Gary provided counsel to both Tom and Gabby after their arguments with Ashley. Somehow I didn't have life coach in mind for his career path, but he did pretty well. Tom and Gabby individually apologized to Ashley, but she didn't return any apologies. So we got to see a perfect lesson on how entitled little demons are created. (laughs) Glenn gets a text that Erica, Charles, and Cindy were all escorted off their plane by the police. Tucker. Yep. Ashley gets instant karma for her attitude by having to sit through a half an hour long ramble from Chuck. You got to love when the universe regains its balance. Despite Erica's claim, there is zero way they got ejected from a flight for economy comfort. Cindy eating a first class omelet. Something else went down. For sure. Daisy decided to discuss the menu ahead of time and opened a Pandora's box of indecisions. And the guests do too many obnoxious things to list, but suffice it to say, they're the only disgusting things on the yacht. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. Thank you. Uh So
1: where would you like to start here? Because I feel like one of the things that's been building for
0: me, at least, is the Ashley Gabby debacle. Agreed. We can definitely start there. I understood where Gabby was coming from. On my first watch, I hadn't realized that they had switched roles that they're going to do in every other morning and nights. Yeah. So I didn't realize in that moment that Gabby was going to be doing what Ashley had been doing. So I thought there was more of a reason for Gabby to go off than what there really was, but because Ashley was where she was supposed to be. I would assume that if the chief stew says, I need you to help me with this. You don't say, Well, I'm going to do this, this, and this first, and then I'll come to you. You just go right away. Correct? Yeah. Okay. So she did the right thing. I understand why Gabby felt the way that she felt. I even understand her popping off a little bit because she's a direct person. It doesn't matter who's around. But I do like that she went and consulted with Gary on it to get his feedback and she took it really well. She didn't seem to be rankled by it or try and force her view of it on him. It seems like she instantly said, you know, that's really sound advice. I'm going to take that.
1: Yeah, I think she was pretty self-reflective and I was, as you were, it sounds like in your recap anyway, pretty impressed with Gary's ability to deal with that like a manager. Yeah, he it out. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was impressed with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that for what it's worth, Gabby was probably looking at that situation going, okay, well, we're wrapping up what it was that you were supposed to be doing from last time. And now here we are. Right. And so I get it. I mm-hmm. totally get it. That being said, once they had their little meeting, I was real unimpressed with Ashley. Mm-hmm.
0: Me too. Generally, when, People apologize to me, even if I don't feel like I'm in the wrong, I try and console them somewhat and say, Look, I can understand how you saw it that way or why you might have felt that way. And I appreciate you apologizing, something. But she just wanted to kind of ramp it up even further. Like it was completely uncalled for. And then, it, you know, if somebody's coming to you visibly contrite, which Gabby was. I mean, you could see she was really trying to say, look, I see where I messed up here. You don't beat them up then when they do that. Yeah. And that's what Ashley did. And that's why I said that part about the entitled Little Demons, because by both Tom and Gabby being the bigger person, Ashley didn't have to in either circumstance. And that's why she thinks her stuff doesn't stink. Yeah. Not impressed, Ashley. Not impressed. Nope. Grow up for crying in the mud. For somebody who talks about maturity so much.
1: Yeah. And that's generally what I find, like the people that talk about what great tippers they are and how rich they are. And generally they're not. Right. So (laughs) falls in the same vein.
0: Yeah. So we get to who the guests are going to be. And fortunately, Bravo gave us the heads up and they didn't blindside us with it. So we had a week to prepare our stomachs and not eat anything that would not taste great the second time around. (laughs) (laughs) And it was Actually, everything I expected it to be, to be quite honest, I wasn't shocked at all. I wasn't even shocked that they got thrown off the plane. I don't believe why they said they got thrown off the plane. I mean, technically, if you refuse to do what the flight crew instructs, they do have the right to take you off. Right. It's a safety issue. Right. It's possible, but I don't think that eating an omelet falls under that. I think that they probably got their attitudes like, you know, we spend a lot of money for this flight or whatever, even though they really upgraded from coach, which is a whole different thing. They probably use like capital one points or something, (laughs) but somebody pointed out on Twitter. I wish I could remember the name. I apologize to whoever it was that it's very funny that they used points to upgrade themselves to first class, but they kept her mom in economy comfort class. (laughs)
1: That is indicative of who these people are. Exactly. Yeah. Not shocked. And I think, I mean, I don't know if you saw it. Somebody clued me into the fact that Erica did an Instagram video last night that you may want
0: to check out. I think I sent it to you. You did. You sent it to me, but I was already in bed. And I looked at four o'clock this morning after I let the dogs out and everything, I looked right away because I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I need to watch that. And uh, she's already deleted it.
1: She has the dumb. She has the dumb real good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Not surprised.
0: Yeah. I heard from our friend Jax that she used the R word, I believe. Oh, she did all kinds of dumb stuff.
1: Yeah. And that was the tip of the iceberg. But the way that she was insulting the cast was really shocking to me, even afterwards for them to not even show a little bit of graciousness. I don't think it was trashy and I'm not shocked.
0: Yeah. Well, do you want one of my dumb conspiracy theories? I wouldn't say it's dumb, but I haven't heard it yet. (laughs) So go ahead. Well, my dumb conspiracy theory is that she wasn't happy with how she was portrayed last time. So it was almost, she was coming back just to make them miserable.
1: Because that's a way to show them what a a classy person you are.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. It's like, she's not the brightest bulb. She's never portrayed herself as smart. And I was talking to one of our other friends last night, and I don't know how she got the valley accent in Texas. Does Texas have a valley that I don't know about?
1: (laughs) No clue. It's all mystifying to me, but I feel like if I think about it too hard, my brain will turn to mush. So
0: yeah. Yeah. I did notice you tweeted last night about the hair thing that was flipping a bunch of people out. It's so annoying. It's really annoying. And that she was doing it at the dinner table. She was petting herself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is that what happens when you have fake hair extensions? I don't know. I don't know. I cannot tell you from experience. I just thought it was really bizarre. And the other observation that I had was that Chuck chews like a bovine.
0: Yes. (laughs) That gift you found was everything. If you guys (laughs) haven't seen it,
1: you need to
0: go. Her Twitter account. That gift was him to a T.
1: It was. Oh my god! I'm just like. First of all, I have two rules when I'm working on boats with people. It's don't talk with food in your mouth and don't die. That's Mm. the bar that I have set. That's all. Those are the only rules that I have for people. Everybody that works with me knows that. Just don't talk with food in your mouth and don't die. And I just can't with that guy. I mean, he knows he's on camera and we can see that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: God, he's obnoxious. He is so obnoxious. He's really bad. There was, you're probably, I mean, they still make it, but I don't know if this was something that you read as a kid because magazines when you were a kid weren't as big as they were when I was, but there was a magazine called Highlights for Children. Mm -hmm. And there was a little comic strip in there called Goofus and Gallant. And it was basically a juxtaposition of- what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And everything Gallant did was the right and righteous thing to do. And everything Goofus did was the wrong, rude and incorrect way to behave. They are the Goofus couple. (laughs) It's- Oh my God. Everything they did was just wrong to me. The only part where I will say, she did say she doesn't want pink. She said it in a stupid way. Basically, she wants her steak well done because no pink is well, right? Yes. Okay. So basically she wants it well, and she called it medium plus, which there's already a language. That's like saying, I want a t-shirt
1: that's extra medium.
0: Right. (laughs) Exactly. So that she did try and express that she doesn't like any pink. And I don't know if it was lost in translation. He took ownership. Marcos took ownership of that though and said that that was his mistake, that he needed to be more on the ball. And he was really beating himself up for that. But that was the only legitimate gripe I saw them have.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. They're just annoying to me. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give them any credit for anything, honestly. (laughs)
0: Yeah, they're just awful, horrible people. And it went how I thought it would go.
1: Well, and I think you were right. At least we get this trip out of the way at the beginning of the yeah. season. You know what I mean? Hopefully everybody else from here on out. And historically, we know that it's not possible. I'm just, I'm being optimistic right. that everybody else from here on out will be gracious and decent and chew with their mouths closed. You Or know. at
0: least not be this bad. I don't have
1: a lot of demands.
0: There were things that he said, like coming onto the boat, he said, every time I get angry, their tip is going to go down. And like somebody who starts out an experience like that, this is before they had even shaken hands with Glenn met or crew, yeah. Daisy. yeah. So if you're starting out the experience like that, you are looking for a fight. And I feel like he said he had $3,000 worth of $100 bills to Ashley. Do you remember him saying that? Yes. Yeah. So it's like $3,000 on top of the 15 guarantee. So it would be an $18,000 tip. But I think he probably didn't have that. <laughs> and that's why he's starting all of these fights. <laughs> because if he can't even put his mother in law in first class, I don't think that he has everything he's saying he has.
1: And I would just like to point out that I don't think that we should have outlawed keelholing for individuals <laughs> exactly like him. And if you need to look it up, Google it. But yeah,
0: I love uh, We could make him be our first gangplank walk.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: We haven't had one since Mediterranean. So that's valid. All right. Chuck, shut the Chuck up and walk the plank. Okay, We're done with you.
1: So we did a poll last night on gangplank. And what did, I haven't looked to see what all the results were yet. You sent me the early notes, but what did we find out?
0: rumors are flying that captain sandy steps in for captain lee on next season's below deck they're filming right now right they're filming right now we've seen pictures of what appears to be her over the edge of the railing i don't know that anybody knows the most popular theory that i've read is that something happened to captain lee and she came on to replace him right. not that she started the season
1: correct No, that he walked off and went to the hospital or something like that, and she stepped in.
0: Right. And so the question was, with those rumors flying that she's going to be stepping in for Captain Lee, does that change your mind about watching? And the options were, no way, I'm all in. Yes, OG is Lee, and ask again after med. Well, the resounding winner was... Yes, it does change people's mind about watching. OG is Lee at 75%. Only 15% said, no way I'm all in. And 10% said, ask again after med.
1: I don't know. I think people are going to tune in to see
0: how Rachel handles Sandy. Oh, I hadn't even gone that far with it. I love that. Yeah. Let's see that. Yeah, Yeah, I think there are some people who might be wishing they hadn't talked so poorly about captain sean i'll just put that out there (laughs) no doubt aside from the poll we also had a question this week our friend georgie from the uk wrote us and after listening to our podcast last week she noticed that we didn't mention the issues that tom had with docking the boat and she said he really does seem all at sea pun intended and feels that Gary isn't teaching him anything and that Gary was so laid back when Tom spoke to him about not being happy with docking and Gary dismissed him with, I thought it was fine. She didn't feel was very good management. And Tom looks like he's getting frustrated and she wonders if we think that this is just a small issue or do we think it's going to brew into something bigger?
1: You know, Honestly, I think, I guess it's all about the wording, right? If Mm -hmm. Tom is one of those kinds of people that comes into a situation and thinks he knows better than everybody else, and so therefore feels the need to mention it every time that he gets the opportunity or that somebody will be listening to him, then it's entirely because I've been in situations like that before with coworkers where they don't really actually have a lot of experience or know very much. Or the situation, the working situation that they came from prior to this was different. And so they're, it's almost like comparing your new boyfriend to your old boyfriend. Well, right. my old boyfriend used to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, great. We've moved on. But it's the kind of thing where if he says, well, I don't think that went very well. I didn't really know anything that was going on. Maybe it was in his lack of understanding. Right. If Gary goes, oh, I think that went just fine. Mm -hmm. We're fine. Everything's fine. It might've been a communication error. It might've been something that Gary didn't really understand. Maybe he didn't understand that Tom didn't get enough direction and that's what he needs to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I look at it more that way. I don't necessarily think that Gary has a management issue. I think Tom might have a comprehension issue.
0: It's difficult for me to see where Tom is coming from because he's kind of all over the place. There are some times where he seems like he really wants to learn. And there are other times where it seems like when Colin with the transom, Mm -hmm. when he went to put that down and the pins were still in. He got very defensive in that moment, even though he scratched up the paint job and could have damaged the mechanism, Colin pointing that out to him really set him off. So in the docking, he felt like he was undereducated, but in this, he was extremely defensive. So he hasn't really picked a lane for me to tell what it is. When Glenn was pointing out what he didn't think was clean and still needed to be done, Then Tom went into martyr mode. Like, oh, everything's all my fault kind of thing. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I think
1: it's more of a Tom comprehension issue than it is a Gary management issue. Right. Because I have worked with people that are exactly like that, that have that victim mentality and like, oh, well, I can blame this on somebody else and make it sound like it's somebody else's management issue, not my
0: comprehension issue. Right. And I've worked with a lot of people like that. And the problem with him doing that, I think is going to be Kelsey isn't assertive enough to override him because when they were just cleaning the outside first, she said, do we need soap? And he said, oh no, no soap, just rinse it off. And they did. And Glenn wasn't happy with it. And so then they did it again. No, Gary wasn't happy with it the first time. And so they did it again this time with soap, but. Kelsey said, we need to shammy that. And he said, no, let's just go get ready. It'll dry. It'll be fine. And then Glenn wasn't happy with it. So Kelsey's deferring to Tom because Tom has more experience apparently, but he's telling her the wrong things. So I think Georgie's right. It could end up becoming a bigger issue down the road. Yeah. I think Tom in general is an issue, but that's just me. Yeah. But guys, if there is something that we do not cover, we try to keep these brief because some podcasts are just really long and we try and make it so you can fit it in when you're doing a workout or doing a commute. We just kind of cherry pick things that stick out to us. If there's something that stuck out to you that you'd like us to dive more in depth on the next week, hit us up with an email like Georgie did. And thank you, Georgie, for writing to us and sticking with us. Thank you, Georgie. Other than that, was there anything... I think we're good. Looking forward to seeing what next week holds because it
1: looks like it gets a little crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm really worried about Marcos. I hope he stays. Oh, that will kill me. (laughs) That will make me so sad if he has to lose. It's just a flesh wound. Uh, It's just a flesh wound. It's your arm. Anyway, for all you not Monty Python and the Holy Grail people, go watch it. It's funny. Go
1: watch
0: it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Come
1: back. I'll bite your legs.
0: Oh. I'll bite your knees. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in with us. This week, we have an excellent super fan interview. He's actually, what would you call him, a videocaster or is it still called podcasting? I think it's videocasting. Okay. We can ask him. Yeah, we'll ask him. Podcaster, videocaster, Jason Barrett will be with us. So we're very excited to talk to him. So check that out tomorrow. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple if you get the chance. It helps us out a lot. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below, music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelai of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast
1: off me hearties.